The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. Thank you for joining me on this edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, October 31st. I'm Donald Ware. It is, in fact, Halloween. Have a happy and safe Halloween on today. Look, um, you know how we do things here on Takeaway Tuesday. I mean, let's uh, actually kick things off with our HBCU National Players of the Week. Tennessee State defensive lineman Terrell Allen, what a game he had. Four and a half sacks, six and a half tackles for loss, He had 10 tackles, seven of those solo, two forced fumbles in the Tigers' 43-20 victory over Lindenwood. And uh, he's had a phenomenal season. He leads FCS in forced fumbles, sacks, and tackles for loss. The other HBCU National Player of the Week, Albany State quarterback Deontay Banu, um, had a phenomenal game, 351 yards of total offense. He was also responsible for four touchdowns. And we have uh, some more tidbits on both of those players. You can log on to our website at boxtorow.com for more information on both Allen and Banu. So let's kind of take a look also at the weekly coaches and media polls, which were released on yesterday, the coaches and media polls, no surprise in the coaches poll. Um, your top three teams are North Carolina Central, Florida A&M, and Tennessee State. Obviously, no surprise there. Um, as a matter of fact, the four top teams in the coaches poll remained the same from last week when you throw in Corn State in there at number four. Uh, Jackson State moves up to number five this week, up one spot. Six through 10 looks like this. Southern, Alabama State, Howard Hampton, Alabama A&M rounding out the top 10. Alabama A&M, the only team um, that's in the poll that lost on last week, of course, lost to Alabama State in the Magic City Classic. In the foot, in the media poll, the top six teams remain the same. Central, FAMU, Benedict, Virginia Union, Tennessee State, Jackson State. Then you've got Virginia State at 7, Fayetteville State at 8, Alcorn State at 9, Tuskegee at 10. All of the teams that were in last week's poll remain in the poll this week. The difference is Fayetteville State drops one from last week, as does Tuskegee. I guess the voters felt like those weren't as strong as of wins as Virginia State. I mean, Virginia State put a pounding on... Mm, I forget who is it Bluefield State, I think, but they put a pound up toward like 75 points. And then, of course, Tuskegee barely got by 
uh, in its football game. I think it was against Clark Atlanta. So the um, certainly when you look at the uh, at the at the uh, the voters may have penalized those two teams. So let's look at some of these races because these races are kind of coming down. You know, even though the MEAC season, in essence, conference play is only two weeks old. I think that the I think the conference is already set in terms of who the conference championship is going to come down to. It's going to come down to North Carolina Central and Howard, I think. Now, these two teams meet on November 11th. That's going to be a big-time football game. Of course, the two teams have games right in front of them. Um, but this is the issue. South Carolina State falling to North Carolina Central. Not only does South Carolina State have now one loss, whereas Howard and and uh, and uh, NCCU have zero losses, but you're in essence, in essence two games behind North Carolina Central uh, with the head-to-head matchup. Same thing with Morgan State. Only one loss, but um, again, uh, in essence, right now, two games behind NCCU. And then Norfolk State and Delaware State both have two losses. So I really do believe, and anything can happen. Like with the MEAC, you know, Morgan can still play spoiler. I mean, still has an outside shot to win it. I just, I, I mean, I just don't think it will happen at this point. I mean, in, in essence, or in other words, for the Bears, you've got, um, you're behind two games with three left to play. All right, so Central wins one more game. That's pretty much it for the Bears. So that's why I say Howard may be really that only team. Um, and that game a couple of, in, in a couple of weeks uh, will be an excellent football game. And, and really both teams need to keep their eyes on the prize because while Norfolk State is 0-2, I mean, Norfolk State's a dangerous team. I just think if they get more, if the Spartans get more consistency from the quarterback play, um, then it would bold uh, better. And then the problem with Howard is Howard is at South Carolina State. Now, even if Howard loses to South Carolina State, and let's say NCCU wins, the head-to-head matchup is still really big time. And as long as Howard sort of uh, ended the season uh, uh, without any more losses, um, including two central, then you know, there's no more shared title like we had last year. I thought that was just, I mean, it made absolutely no sense. I mean, I get it. Each, both South Carolina State and Howard each had one loss, but Central beat Howard head to head. So anyway, they, I think they've, I think they've rectified that and, and, uh, and gotten rid of that. Look, the SIAC is where we really, it's not settled. And let me tell you this. It's not settled to the point that it's not, I mean, there's one week left. There are no more divisions. And that's why I like this a little bit better. I like it better, but it becomes a little bit more confusing down the stretch. This is the thing. Even though Benedict is undefeated, Benedict still has Allen remaining. Okay. Allen has two losses, has beaten some good teams. Like even Allen with two losses is not mathematically eliminated nor has Benedict mathematically punched its ticket as an undefeated team, punched its ticket to the SIAC championship. Tuskegee's got one loss. Tuskegee and Miles play uh, next week. Fort Valley State's got one loss. Fort Valley State and Albany State play next week or or this upcoming week. And like I I said, I thought Miles had the toughest road. 
but I did not see Miles losing to Albany State 48-7. to Okay, um, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out, and the, the conference has not released all of these, uh, the different scenarios that could have taken place, you know, talk with someone at the conference office um, last week, said it would be released this week. I hadn't gotten anything. The bottom line is um, Benedict Tuskegee, Fort Valley State, and Allen are still in this thing. I don't see a path for Miles. Um, but, you know, because the problem is a lot of the teams haven't played each other. And then you're, you know, once it comes down, like we had the MEAC deal going back to 2015 when you had five teams that shared the conference title because everybody had beaten everybody. And the, the determining, you had all of these tiebreakers. The ultimate determining factor was how the MEAC teams did against non-conference FCS opponents and Morgan State was two and one had the best record against non-conference opponents and so you're going to have all of these different tiebreakers but if you can believe that Benedict with zero losses could I mean there's a way that the Tigers could not play in the championship game and there's a way that Allen with two losses could and could leapfrog Tuskegee Fort Valley State by the way guess who plays this weekend Benedict plays Allen in, in, obviously it's in Columbia. Both teams are in Columbia. Boy, I'll tell you what, we can look at that Virginia State and Virginia Union football. What a season it's been for teams out of the CIAA and the SIAC. Okay, you've got five teams that are in the media poll. And, and you know, you go back a couple of, you know, you go back maybe five, six years ago. There was, there was a, there was a faction that really wanted to separate Division Two from Division One. I've never believed in that. Um, yes, we have a Division One coaches poll, okay, but the coaches vote on that. Hard to ask the coaches to vote on Division Two teams. We have a Division Two coaches poll. Hard to ask the Division Two coaches to vote for Division One schools. But when you talk about the media, you can rank uh, these schools in terms of a top 10 each week. And that is what the media has done across the country with the media poll. You've got five teams uh, from Division Two in the media poll. And that's why I say what a season, because look at this also, right? Look at this scenario. Your CIAA Northern Division is going to be decided in the Tri-Cities area, I, I can't remember if the game is at Richmond or in uh, Ettrick or where Petersburg is, um, but the winner of that game is going to win the CIAA Northern Division and play Fayetteville State in the uh, CIAA Championship game. So that's in that area. Uh, uh, Virginia State and Virginia Union are separated by like 20 miles, 25 miles or something like that. And then wouldn't you know it, Allen and Benedict are both in Columbia, South Carolina. Wow. That is awesome. The t- and, I mean, now, it doesn't mean that the SIAC championship game will be decided or, or that, that that game will decide who goes to the championship. I think it goes a long way. Obviously, if Benedict wins, then Benedict, we know Benedict is going to the championship. But, wow, that is absolutely outstanding. Um, that's why each week matters. In week nine of, of HBCU football, it mattered. It was great. It was exciting. And this is where we are. Like, I'm trying to think back. 
I mean, even if I look at the MEAC right now, I mean, it's pretty much Howard and North Carolina Central, but those two teams still have to play uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, even in the SWAC, I mean, I look at the SWAC, you know, uh, Florida A&M has already wrapped up the Eastern Division with three games remaining, right? In the Western Division, I think Prairie View A&M probably uh, got set back, but you're still looking at Old Corn State. You're still looking at um, Southern and then to a lesser degree, Grambling, who was able to bounce back with a victory on this week. So, you, you know, you've got a whole lot going on in the respective conferences. Um, wow. I, I, I look at, let's look at Tennessee state, even in the OVC big South, uh, uh, you know, big South OVC, Tennessee state still has got an opportunity, right? Only one loss. Um, probably, I, I don't know how much Tennessee state could win, but I think Tennessee state may have a chance at the FCS playoffs. If it continues to win. West Virginia State, boy, they've hit a, a, a tough spot. The Yellow Jackets were, you know, at one time really on a roll. Um, but unfortunately, um, the Yellow Jackets have hit a bit of a, you know, have hit a bit of a lull here. Lost three straight ball games and probably pretty much out uh, of the Mountain East Conference with a 4-3 and three record. Now, still three games remaining. Anything can happen. Uh, I just don't see where... Um, West Virginia State would be able to make it to the playoffs, okay? Uh, you have to, you know, winning the conference doesn't even give you an automatic berth, but it gives you a really good shot. And right now where things set, West Virginia State's not in a good place. And then an at-large berth is probably out of the question now for the Yellow Jackets. So a lot going on in HBCU um, football. Week 9 was exciting. Week 10 promises to be absolutely phenomenal as the CIAA Northern Division will be decided and the SIAC in terms of who plays in the championship game will be decided as well. So that's a wrap on today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. If you've missed any of our podcasts, whether it's this year or going back to when we first started this thing in 2017, you can log on to our website at BoxToRow.com. You can also always watch the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on the box to row. Talk with you later. Have a great rest of your day. All I want is to be left alone in my